Paranormal Perception is conjured by the Audio Wizards at 22 Creations Multimedia, LLC, and sponsored by Paralink.com, Alien Soda Company, and CoffinCo.com. Keep listening to find out more about each of them. Welcome to Paranormal Perception with Henry San Miguel. This is the home of OC Paracon and not the same old paranormal. What does not the same old paranormal sound like? UAPs, cryptids, folklore and urban legends, glitches in the matrix, prophecies, your ghost stories, and even paranormal films. That's what not the same old paranormal sounds like. This is the world that you know. This is Paranormal Perception with Henry San Miguel and featuring Crystal Orona. A different perception begins now. Hey everybody, welcome to Paranormal Perception. Still getting the virtual OC Paracon ready, so because of that, there still won't be a new episode this week. Soon though, pretty soon, we're going to get back to, well, paranormal around here. Today, I'm going to replay a conversation with Ron James from MUFON TV. So yes, you UFO, UAP, alien folks, today's episode is for you. If you're a believer, then you need to visit Alien Soda Company. They make paranormal and pop culture themed shirts, coffee mugs, shower curtains, and more. There's a lot of UFO and alien designs, so get something for the upcoming seasons and show off your belief in aliens. Keep listening to find out how you can get 10% off your order. Alien Soda Company, for all things out of this world. This is Paranormal Perception with Henry San Miguel. This week, we're going back to May of 2021. Ron James visited the show and we spoke about disclosure. This was as the countdown was on for disclosure from our government. If you follow those stories, you know what came out of those hearings. Spoiler, not much. I'm replaying this interview this week for a pretty obvious reason. Now, if you don't know what that reason is, hang on until the end of this interview and I'll explain why. Taking a look at the unseen world around us. Your guide through the unknown. Paranormal Perception with Henry San Miguel. So let's start talking about disclosure. We're going to do that with our guest today, Ron James. Ron's a filmmaker. He's an on-camera personality. He's a writer, editor, researcher, content creator, and entrepreneur. He's won 19 national awards, including four EBE awards, the Telly Award, and the Ages Award for experience in excellence in broadcasting four times. He's created seven feature-length documentaries and dozens of original series episodes. He produced the Citizen Hearing on Disclosure with Stephen Bassett, numerous other uh, conferences, and hundreds of hours of other unfinished unfin- uh, content in the ET field. I'm going to have a link to everything, by the way, on the show description. So you can click on Ron's name, and it'll take you right to everything. And now, let's welcome him to Paranormal Perception. Ron James, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So so before we start talking about disclosure and uh, all the misinformation we're probably going to see, let's first talk about, about you. What what or who, what got you interested in the, U, or I guess like Steven said, the UAP phenomena is what we should call it. 
Well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned Stephen because he's actually the one who got me uh, really going in the field. Hmm. I was uh, I was always a aficionado. I was very interested in the in the subject. But uh, as far as doing video production and filmmaking around it, it was when I met Steve Bassett in Sedona, Arizona, and I interviewed him. And uh, oddly enough, I interviewed Kerry Cassidy the same day. Uh, but Steve, uh, actually, when he found out I had a production company, he asked me if I'd be interested in helping him produce his X conferences. And so from 2009 on, or 2008, I think it was, uh, we uh, produced the X conferences together. I did all the audio, video, and live streaming and put out the DVDs. And then after that, we did the citizen hearing on disclosure with uh, with Stephen and Ruben Langdon and I. And um, then it's just been kind of crazy since then. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Uh, be, but before you met Stephen or Stephen introduced you to this world, I mean, were you, did you, were you aware of the UFO phenomenon? Did you believe or where, where were you on that? Yeah, you know, interestingly, my whole career path changed when I picked up a copy of UFO magazine and read an article by uh, Peter Gersten, who used to run an organization, maybe he still has it, called Citizens Against UFO Secrecy. And that uh, the article is called The Reality of Our Reality. And in it, he postulated that we might be living in a simulation. And that absolutely fascinated me. And this is way before people were talking about it. So um, I decided that was the kind of stuff I wanted to pursue with my media. And so I went to uh, the International Conference on Science and Consciousness in Albuquerque, and I interviewed just a ton of really well-known guys uh, like Russell Targ and Dean Radin, um, John Hagelin, uh, Amit Goswami, uh, just guys like that, about 20 of them. And I was completely hooked at that point. And that's when I ended up uh, moving to Sedona and doing some work there and that's when i met steve so yeah the path uh, looking back the path was uh, it was already ordained um i just didn't know it at the time you can almost call it destiny you were destined to be part of this this uh, this world well you know i think that the uh, the et question the life after death question the nature of reality question these are these are the three biggest questions facing us as a, as a civilization and as as uh, spiritual beings and so to me, it's, it's kind of an honor to be able to focus on these topics with, with my videos and my films and, um, and be able to do it. I think it's, a, it's just certainly a good way to spend my time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, those are definitely questions that the listeners here to Paranormal Perception, they absolutely have. That's why they listen to, to, the, to the episodes. And you, you know, saying that we think we're living in a, in, a, in, 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 a, in a matrix, we'll call it. That's actually a topic we're going to cover in an upcoming episode. So, yeah, that, that definitely, uh, especially after last year, even before that, this awakening that I keep saying we're, we're all going through, definitely something that people are, are actually awakening to, finally, I'll say. Um, now, from your research, do you think, you think when, when we do get first contact when they first uh, the visitors do come here do you think they're they'll be friendly cooperative author, authoritarian or dangerous or what, what do you think they'll be when they do finally make their presence known um i think that in a lot of ways they're already making their presence known and um what we're dealing with now is uh how that's going to be rolled out officially and i don't think we're going to be we should be holding our breath for this kind of great official denial that or official admission that everybody wants to see. I would love it if we'd have disclosure, big D disclosure, such as what we see with uh, um, Stephen Bassett's definition, which is the leader of a state or country comes before the cameras and admits that there's an ET presence. 
that is a disclosure that would really confirm it for everybody. It's the disclosure that we all want to see. But instead, we've been fed drips of information wrapped in disinformation, wrapped in just crazy uh, um, uh, tangents that make it very, very hard to decipher the truth. So I think that we're probably going to continue to get that. But what is happening is that people on an individual basis are having very, very interesting uh, very, very interesting um, encounters that are basically um, personal. And once they happen to you, you can't really uh, deny that it happened. You can't, it's just a real thing that you just can't work around. A lot of people have trouble um, dealing with that, dealing with the uh, experience or phenomenon, dealing with what happens to them. A lot of them keep it inside. They don't really talk about it. But what we're dealing with is definitely a situation where we're going to get more information through official government channels, although it may be a very long time before we get anything close to the whole story. And then uh, people on an individual basis are, are these beings and these essences are making themselves uh, known to them and it's happening a lot. So that's how I think the, uh, the alien presence is going to be revealed in the near term. Yeah, and and you said you say that disclosure is the most important issue of this or any other time with with everything that's happening. You know, it looks like again violence in the Middle East, war may break out, full out war may break out at any time again over in that part of the world, and everything else that we as a as a as a world really have been going through. Why do you think this is the most important issue? Well, because the. The ET question plays into every other aspect of what we have to do as a society to survive. Um, a lot of people will say that one of the reasons that the extraterrestrials have not made themselves known to us and have not invited us to come tour their spaceships on a mass scale and become part of a galactic family is because as a civilization, a species, we just don't have our act together. We're violent. We're dangerous. We don't treat each other well. We don't treat our planet well. Uh, you know, the same things that, that a lot of people will say. and so. The things that we're going to have to do to get the extraterrestrials to show an interest in us or better yet, invite us to be a part of the big galactic adventure are the same things that we have to do just to survive. And I think that until we get that together, um, we're just not really qualified to be handed the keys to the spaceship. So it's um, humanity's got to evolve or self-destruct. And I'm one of those people who believes that uh there's like a Star Trek prime directive kind of thing in effect that at some point in the evolution of our species, there may be um, beings that do things with planets on a vast scale, extraterrestrial creatures that have been doing this for billions of years. And so there could be a lot of reasons why a planet would be seeded with life, pushed into the space near the sun where it's in what they call the Goldilocks zone. And then, um, species are allowed to propagate on the planet but that could be being done by a variety of races for a variety of reasons and what i think we're dealing with right now is that at some point humanity showed itself to be a worthy experiment and the uh we showed a spark of something that made us special and different and because of that we were able to have the opportunity to um what would we call it to self-determine and that's where we're at right now. We are self-determining. So um, it's up to us and it's up to us to rise to our own occasion, solve some of our own problems. And if we survive, 
I have no doubt that we will one day have full disclosure and full revelation. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Star Trek and, and, and their prime directive because whenever I think of first contact and think of, you know, finally the, 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 the visitors revealing themselves, I think back to what Gene Roddenberry said when he got his, his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame where, where he said during his speech, he said that we're, we're, we're a race that's in its infancy. And like most infants, you know, we're selfish. We throw our tantrums. And I think that's what we see all around us, especially right now, the past few years. But like he said, when we get our act together, boy, we're going to be something that I, I, I don't think we're there yet, obviously. But yeah, I think at something like this disclosure uh, is going to do that. However, let me let me see what you think on this. Because, of, like you're saying, like where we are right now, we're so we're so divided, uh, not just here in, in this country, but just all over the world. We're such a divided people when if it's one government that comes out and says, OK, you know what? Yes, they've been here. We know about them because of this division. Will will people accept it or will it be the usual? Well, of course, they take credit for it. How do you think it's going to happen when when we get disclosure? Well, you know, like I said, I think that the full disclosure, in other words, hi, yes, there's extraterrestrials. These are the species. These are where they're from. This is what they want. Uh, I'm really doubtful that we're going to get that before we're ready. And um, I think people think, well, if they just tell us now, it would be a unifying thing. Like Reagan said at the UN, if the alien species were a threat, it would unite humanity. Um, I don't think at this particular point in time, uh, just learning of an extraterrestrial presence is going to be a enough of a catalyst to cause that radical change. Although I think that it will be um, a very important factor. So if, if they were to come out and say, yes, the Roswell really happened. And yes, we've really been lying to you all this time. And yes, there's five different species that are, have a keen interest in the planet. If they were to come out and say that and, and prove it, it would be it would be interesting, but I don't think we it would cause a sudden reset. Uh, I used to think that it would, um, but it would take literally action by these aliens to um, to disarm us uh, or to or to help us in some way. Otherwise, we're still stuck on the same trajectory, and um, it's it, I do believe that it's up to us. Yeah, and like I said, the you what I want to really to really talk about is the the misinformation that we are going to get when whether it's done through a government or they just reveal themselves just outright. We I really I I really do believe that it is going to be a misinformation campaign. I mean, all we have to look at is last year, COVID nineteen. There is so much misinformation everywhere, and all of a sudden, everybody knows everything about viruses when they didn't, you know, just a few few years before. So when when this comes, something even bigger than that, it's it's literally a global event like COVID nineteen. What, why, why the misinformation? What what what's the goal behind the misinformation regarding disclosure? I think that it makes a lot of sense that sometime after Roswell, which that time period could arguably define as the beginning of the modern UFO era, uh, that a excuse me, that a Majestic 12 type group was probably put together, could be the exact Majestic 12 that people have identified. That group is definitely uh, filled with logical choices if something like that was going to happen. And then, you know, they had the Robertson panel. 
where they determined that the whole UFO secrecy thing, people were not going to be ready. And so they basically just said, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to tell people. And I think that the information at that point was given to a, to a majestic 12 type group that basically took it as far deep down the rabbit hole as they could go. They're accountable pretty much to no one. They manage the information by international treaty. And, um, and that's what it's been for this whole time. And the reason is many fold, I believe one of them obviously is the, uh, the technology. There's reasons that we want that technology. There's probably reasons that we do not want to share it. The other is that maybe we don't really know as much as a lot of people think we know. What are they here for? What do they want? Um, some people think that we are completely informed of all of this. And some people say that it's quite possible that even the, the um, people that are in the know don't really know. And then now it's gotten to the point of course, there's the religious argument that society's not ready. Um, there's all kinds of arguments that it would have an impact on human civilization uh, that they don't want to see. For instance, if there's some kind of free energy technology, that would change the entire global economy. It, energy runs the world, and whoever runs energy runs runs the people. And to create such a paradigm shift as that would bring, totally not going to be okay with the people that are in power. So there's a whole lot of reasons why they would want to keep this a secret. And they've done a pretty good job of it. I do believe that leaks of information have been given because these guys know that there's a hardcore group around the planet, say 40,000 people worldwide. There's MUFON uh, with uh, just under 5,000 that are actually dedicated enough to be field investigators and, and study this stuff as part of their life. Um, they know these people are hungry for information. And so at the same time, they've kept it from the general public. They've leaked a little bit here and there uh, so that people that are really doing the research and paying attention and reading between the lines can get a pretty good idea of what's going on. So it's, it's just very interesting all the way across the board. So when Stephen and you, when you get, when you two produced the, uh, the citizen hearing uh, on disclosure, I think it was in 2012 or 13, 13, yeah. 2013. Yeah. What, what, what was, what was the purpose and what did, what did you learn after, after all of that? Well, it's often been said that if you were to take all of the evidence for an extraterrestrial presence engaging the human race and you were to put it in front of a jury, that that jury would find in favor of this presence existing. And so for the citizen hearing, that's what we set about to do. The, um, the idea was that we would take, uh, we hired basically ex-members of Congress. So these were real deal people and we put them there um, on the panel and we brought the best witnesses, uh, people from the military, people from government, people of high rank and stature. Um, and we paraded the evidence in front of them and we did it for the, ex-members of Congress. We did it right in Washington, D.C. for other people to in, in the body politic to watch. We heard Obama watched it. Louis Farrakhan was there. Um, there, there was just a, it, it attracted a lot of attention. And the goal was to get Congress to hold hearings. And, um, you know, here we are eight years later, and it looks like we're finally uh, on the verge of something like that. So we did the citizen hearing on disclosure. All the members of Congress that were on the panel, their minds were definitely changed um, about the legitimacy of the phenomenon. It was pretty incredible what happened. And so um, 
we we moved the ball down the field quite a bit. And plus we entered into the record something of very official, um, very official demeanor that people can refer to. And it really kind of set the set the goalpost and it set the bar and it made the official record for in a very well put together manner for where we were in the field at the time. Yeah, I, I think Steve, if, correct me if I'm wrong. This is what I'm hearing from from you when Stephen was on in January, and then what I'm hearing from you right now, just a, a few minutes that we, we've been talking. Stephen is very adamant that disclosure is going to happen. It's going to happen this year, June 21st, and he thought that that was like you were saying the warm up. This is basically what we're going to see the dress rehearsal for when when it happens for real. You said I think twice now that you don't think that disclosure is not the way Steven thinks is going to happen. I mean, what, why are you guys on two or am I, correct me first if I'm wrong. Am, am I hearing that you guys are on both, two sides of the spectrum? And if so, why is that? Well, you know, it's really hard for me to, to um, go on the record with my position on that because I'm, I'm a huge supporter of Steve. I helped him set up his new studio that he has right now right. in Washington, DC. And I totally believe in the work that he's doing. Um, I just, uh, I, I'm a little more skeptical than he is that we're going to get his definition of disclosure, especially coming up in June. Um, his definition of disclosure is a huge thing. It is a president or other leader of state coming forward and just laying out the whole truth about what's been going on for pretty much the history of humanity. I think we're a ways away from that. It may happen one day. Um but I, I'm going to be pretty surprised if it happens in June. I think I'm I'm going to be more, I'm more prepared for just another set of drip, drip, drips. I'm hoping that we get the confirmation of life on Mars sometime between now and the hearing, because in order for them to begin to, to, to butter the bread for a ET presence, then we're going to have to get the life in outer space thing resolved once and for all. So the, uh, uh, the best way to do that is to finally announce, you know, hey, we found microbes on Mars. We found definitive proof that something was alive on Mars at some point. That's going to be the icebreaker. And I, I, my prediction is, is that if we're going to have any kind of admission of an extraterrestrial presence in this uh, military um, disclosure that's coming up in late June, then it's going to be preceded or accompanied by some kind of acknowledgement that we've proven that there's life in outer space because we have to get that framework done first so that's that's my prediction for how it's going to roll out i think that we've made a, a huge uh set of strides towards disclosure um i think that the information that we're getting is better than nothing but it's still part of an organized rollout by the same people that have been controlling this information for as long as they have and they're doing it because they know they have to you know, technology is getting better. Uh, time is short for humanity to get its act together. And at some point, if if they don't officially acknowledge that we're not alone in the universe and then start taking it a little further in baby steps, um, you know, something is going to happen that just blows the lid off the whole thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, Ron. I, I, and I told Stephen when he was on, again, I, re, I respect all of his work also. I've told him on the air and then also in emails, you know, we've emailed since then. Uh, I, I, because I know I don't have any information, inside information. I'm just saying this because I know how the government works or doesn't work sometimes, I should say. So, that yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't think it's going to happen the way Stephen thinks. I mean, if it does, great, fantastic, you know, world-changing event. But I, I, I'm with you. I don't think it's going to happen 
that way. Now, most listeners to Paranormal Perception and people who watch the move on television, which we'll talk about in a second, um, we, they know um, what we're talking about here. The average citizen, though, not ones that on a regular basis watch move on TV or listen to Paranormal Perception or, or, or keep abreast of all these news on disclosure. How do you think the, I'll say the average citizen, how will they react when this comes to light? You know, I think it really depends on the age group. I think that the uh, older people are going to tend to be a little bit more shocked. Uh, millennials are going to be like, well, yeah, we knew something was going on. And the the children of millennials are going to be like, well, yeah, duh. Because <laughs> I think that the, um, you know, this information, we have different generations of people that have grown up with stuff. The, the kids today grew up with ancient aliens on TV. Mm-hmm. Um they have been conditioned far better than any other generation to accept the extraterrestrial presence. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking actually, when you were saying that um, pop culture, but I want to bring that up in the, uh, in the final segment uh, that what I, what I want you to talk about, like I said, is your move on television. You help you're one of the co-founders. So talk about why you founded it and what, what the, uh, what the mission is. Sure. Um, I, you know, after spending a certain amount of time tinkering around in the UFO field, and be hosting my own shows. I have bigger questions on Amazon and, and making films like the, the ones that I won the EBE awards for. I just noticed that there was a really getting increasingly difficult to find legitimate stuff. It's all wrapped in, in fiction and um, it's really hard to go anywhere and get true scientific credible information about the stuff you can search for for on youtube for hours you can go to some of the other um subscription-based ufo related channels and you're going to find scientific evidence wrapped in conspiracy theory wrapped in everything else mufon has been doing the work that they're doing for 50 years they're the world's oldest and largest organization dedicated to the scientific understanding of the ufo phenomenon and they have a huge archive of historical stuff. And I just thought it was a good place to go. I I don't want to be another carnival barker in the field. I try to be more of a journalist. And I thought that um, this was a good thing to do. And I still believe that. So I aligned with MUFON. I asked them if they would be interested in a joint venture to create MUFON television. And now we have what is arguably the world's largest archive of commercial free uh, UFO related material. And it's all stuff that comes from the MUFON symposiums are different than these other UFO conferences. It's generally people coming. It's like the scientific reports of the UFO field with, with a few exceptions. Like when we did the secret space program symposium, the people that come to the MUFON symposiums are presenting real evidence from real research and, uh, and credible stuff to back up what they're presenting. And you don't find that even at other conferences. So the reason I founded MUFON TV was to give people a legitimate, credible source for information. If you want to learn the history of the UFO phenomenon, going back to Roswell, MUFON television is where you can do it. The presentations um, are all credible and well done. And then we're doing a bunch of original shows. So we have brand new programming coming out that you can't watch anywhere else. And so as the world coalesces around the UFO phenomenon, it is my goal to provide people a place to go where they can find community. They can talk about what's happening to them. If they're experiencers, they can find entertainment and they can realize that a lot of what they're going to see on MUFON television is as credible as it gets. 
Is it, we're never we're never going to lie to people. Is it subscription based or open to the public? It's subscription based. You definitely you have to uh, pay for it. It comes with if you join MUFON as a enhanced member, which everybody who cares about the field should do. Uh, it's one nineteen a year. You get your MUFON membership. You get the live stream of the MUFON symposium, and you get the year subscription to the channel. And then if you just want to subscribe to the channel, it's six ninety nine a month. Although right now we're selling tickets to the live stream. So you get a whole year of MUFON TV plus the live stream of our upcoming conference, which we can talk about in a minute. Um, you get that for $79. So we're not, uh, we're not greedy, but we are producing original content. We have a 3,000 square foot studio in Los Angeles. So we're really, uh, we're on the move. We don't do commercials. We don't track people. We don't sell your information. So asking for a subscription is a pretty fair way to go. That, again, was a chat with Ron James, one of the co-founders of MUFON TV here in L.A. You can listen to the rest of the interview by clicking the link in the show description. In a moment, I'm going to give you a quick explanation as to why I replayed this interview today. Paranormal Perception Welcome to Paralinked. This is the social media platform for paranormal engineers, investigators, and enthusiasts. Paralinked went live in 2023 with the mission to allow the collection of paranormal evidence throughout the globe. Join your new colleagues at Paralinked.com, and you will become part of the premier paranormal community. It is the definitive home for online paranormal studies and irrefutable paranormal evidence. If you're using your phone to listen to the show right now, this is going to sound pretty hypocritical. You got to put it down. We, all, we know we do. We all know we have to put our phones down and engage with the world really but it's hard well here's the cool way coffincode.com makes coffin shaped wireless phone chargers i mean your phone has to recharge every now and then doesn't it so when you do need to recharge it put it inside a coffin and it looks just like a real coffin i mean it's the size for your size of your phone not a life size one but it looks like a coffin it's got a velvet plush inside and it comes in the single the double plot then the the family plot that one fits up to four phones so you can put them in there, and it's definitely a conversation starter in now that we're into spooky season. It also doubles as an accessory, a Halloween accessory for your phone. CoffinCode.com, go there, and you can select the finish, the color. You, you can select anything, and you have something exclusively you, exclusive just for the spooky season. And guess what? Even when it's over, it's still there. You can still show off that you like this stuff. CoffinCode.com, C-O-F-F-O-N-E-C-O.com. Lay your phone to rest. Where can you find paranormal and pop culture themed shirts, posters, coffee mugs, and more? Alien Soda Company. They feature shower curtains, LED gaming mouse pads, Hawaiian shirts, tank tops, and more, all with Ghost Hunter, Alien, and other unique designs. They add new items on a regular basis, so be sure to bookmark AlienSodaCompany.shop and visit often. No matter how many times you shop at Alien Soda Company, use coupon code PARANORMAL and you'll get 10% off your order. Visit AlienSodaCompany.shop and don't forget to use code PARANORMAL for 10% off your order. Alien Soda Company, for all things out of this world. Kick off the spooky season with people who deal with the spooky all year long. On the weekend of October 6th through 8th, visit OCParacon.com to watch virtual panels from experts in the paranormal. 
you'll get a tour of LA's most haunted house. You'll meet Hollywood's good witch, Patty Negri. Learn about influential women in the paranormal that no one else has heard about. There's something for everyone at this year's OC Paracon. UFOs and aliens, encounters with demons, haunted locations in Orange County, haunted theme parks, including the happiest place on earth. Plus, what's a Paracon without scary stories? We've got that covered too. OC Paracon is now a virtual event, meaning anyone can attend. No travel required. Bookmark OCParacon.com and visit on October 6th through 8th for OC Paracon 2023. There are some paranormal shows out there that cause more confusion than anything. This isn't one of them. This is Paranormal Perception, not the same old paranormal. As you may have seen by now, mummified alien remains were displayed in front of the Mexican Congress and some of our government officials a couple of days ago. Now, is it real or is it fake? Well, I can't say for sure right now, but next week, I'm going to have Crystal Lorona join me and we'll do an entire episode on this. So... We'll talk to you next week. Until that next time, you can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, all under Paranormal Perception. The show's YouTube channel is at Paranormal Perception 2020. You'll find event coverage, interviews, and all OC Paracon footage there. Use Henry at ParanormalPerception.show to email about being a guest on the show, having Henry on your show, or any questions or comments about Paranormal Perception. Tell your friends about Paranormal Perception. You're ready, obviously, but are they ready for not the same old paranormal? Paranormal Perception with Henry San Miguel. Paranormal Perception was produced by 22 Creations Multimedia, LLC.